0: Hello and welcome to The Underground, this is a podcast where we talk about the world and how crazy and weird and messed up it is. I'm your host, Duncan Mike McPherson, and today on the podcast, what I want to talk about is part two... Of uh, what I talked about last last time was uh, collaborative problem solving. Now I want to apply this idea of collaborative problem solving to the government, and how we run our democracy. So let's get into it. Um, if you haven't seen the first one, you should probably go back and watch it because I talk about some new terminology that comes from it that you might not understand. If you know what collaborative problem solving is? Don't bother. So. The idea that I want to explore here is, is how do we use this idea of collaborative problem solving um, to run a country? Like It seems kind of crazy to try to take something that you would use between a teacher and a kid or a parent and a kid and then apply it to an entire country. But I think that this is such a good model because it works on so many levels. And it's so versatile, right? Like it works in so many different ways with so many different relationships. Really, any relationship, this this process works. So we're going to go through the three steps: empathy, uh, needs, meeting, like putting your needs and concerns on the table, and then coming up with solutions. Those are the three steps, and we're going to go through them with examples from the government and and different groups of people that you know we we could say like for example like anti-vaxxers they're like the odd kids in the classroom <laughs> I, I don't mean to be insulting to anti-vaxxers either because i i don't think that's helpful and that's part of the point that i'm trying to make um but yeah like but like they're they're uh difficult because they're saying no right they're they the government says we have this vaccine that works and you should take it you know and uh i mean a little different when it comes to COVID because it's such a new vaccine, but older vaccines, like, it seems like, just take it. It's it's good for everybody. Like, why aren't you taking it? And that's now I sound like a teacher <laughs> yelling at a kid, just do it, just do it. Stop, you know, stop arguing with me. Just do it. And the ODD kid says no, every time, no matter what. And it's not even about the thing a, a lot of the times with ODD. So that's what I feel like it is with a lot of these, like, subgroups of, Uh, our our society right now is that they're really just saying no because uh, they don't trust the government which do they have a reason to I don't think so like the government hasn't done a good job of building trust because trust is built on empathy Um, and so if they use this you know format this this method um, they're gonna build trust with people and not need to force them to take vaccines because they're gonna trust their government so anyway the reason I'm doing this podcast is because uh, Joe Biden came out recently and uh, he said uh, he made that statement about uh, guns and and nukes. Um, he, I don't know what the comment was exactly, but he said something like uh, that your AR-15s, which he's trying to get banned, or I don't know what he's trying to do, but he's trying to get rid of them. And he basically said they don't stand a chance against a nuke, my nukes. And that's like... That's a crazy thing for a president to say. And, and it's not like he's threatening other people. He's threatening his own people. And we should be disturbed by that, I think. And if you're not, I don't know what's going on with you. <laughs> like, really, like, I mean, honestly, like, all jokes aside, like, if you're not concerned that he's, he's threatening his own people with nukes, Why would you do that? That doesn't seem very productive. Okay? And so this goes back to what I talked about in the last podcast about the power dynamics, right? He is using force because he's like, I am powerful. You're not. I have nukes at my disposal. You do not. You have these little guns that don't even matter compared to my nukes. Um, Which, you know, leads you to the question of, like, if they don't matter, then why are you so concerned about them, right? But... Anyway, the point is that he's he's flexing, right? That's exactly what he's doing. That's a good way of putting it. He's flexing, right? He's the more powerful one, and um, he's showing it. This is the same as a teacher in a classroom who says to a kid, um, you know, go to the office, like I'm in charge, like, or a parent that says, "Do as I say," because, and they say, "Why?" and because I'm your mom, blah, right? Like that is such a bad way to deal with kids. Anyway. I know we probably all have done it, but um, I know that I have, but uh, sometimes you just want to force them to do whatever they need to do. And sometimes I think with kids, you, you do maybe need to do that sometimes, um, although the more you can implement this, the better. But as a government, that's all we see. I, I really I really believe that that's really all we see. We see force. and And that's the only way that we know how to deal with people who are not following the rules or... Not even like laws, but just just like social etiquette, right? Like like um uh I don't know, like like wearing mask, right? Like that's it's not like I don't know if it's a law or not. I people keep saying it's a mandate. I don't know what that means compared to a law. Um, but anyway, it works for everything, and, and all we see is force. Well, the only way that the government knows how to deal with its people. Is force, and that's what the police. That's why we're so upset at the police all the time, because, and that's I think what that's why the police end up in these situations where they're shooting people who are innocent, oftentimes black people, right? Is because the only way, you know, I watched the George Floyd video. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but, and I, I just thought like if that cop, not Derek Chauvin, he came in later, but the cop that, well, maybe it was him at first, but. If if the cops that were around anybody, if anybody understood collaborative problem solving, that situation would have been avoided completely. Uh, because all they try to do is force him into the car instead of taking some time, you know, and and empathizing, you know, like like the cops do this. The interesting thing is like a detective would do this in like a, um what's it called, like an interrogation, right? where you have like the murderer and you're trying to get them to confess they use these things they connect with them on a level they empathize they talk about like oh we understand why you would do it anyway but they don't do it like in the out on the street and then they end up killing people so and that's part the the reason is because the government in general and the the you know teachers and police are both like branches of the government they're arms of the government they're like the hands and feet of the government and all, all we know how to do is force people to do what we want them to do with threats of fines or jail time or detention or whatever, and it does not work. I just don't think it's very effective. And so what I want to go through today is how would this look on a government level, this collaborative problem solving. So we start with empathy. This is the most important step. This would, as I said in the last one, Make all the the both other steps basically obsolete in 99 percent of cases. I think that the reason that people are anti vaxxers or uh, even like uh, like cults, uh, I, I wrote down cults as an example because I think people get into cults because they have needs that aren't being met, um, and you know they just kind of feel like outcasts. And so this idea of feeling like an outcast, I watched this great documentary this isn't about cults i've watched a lot of those documentaries too but uh there's one called erasing hate and it's about this guy who got into like a neo-nazi uh gang i guess uh and we, it's funny because we don't call it gangs when it's white people <laughs> we, we only call it gangs when it's black people but uh it's like a white he got into like a white supremacy group um which is a gang but um he had like a he had tattoos all over his face he had this like arrow that represented hate over his eye and he uh the documentaries about him getting all those tattoos removed off his face and how painful it is but also how it was like kind of like penance for being a part of this like neo-nazi white supremacy group but what i learned like i've watched a lot of documentaries on white supremacist groups and neo-nazis and things like that i find it very interesting and cults too and people get into these groups, uh, uh, the reason that Joe Biden's concerned about the AR-15 guns is because of domestic terrorism, right? They, they listed that as like the number one threat recently. And the reason people get into these, these groups that you would consider domestic, or I don't know, like are in danger of being domestic threats uh, is because they feel lonely, they feel displaced, they feel like they're out of control of their own lives. Um, a lot of times they're they're not doing well financially, uh, so they don't have any control over, you know, what happens in their lives. Um, they're they're isolated. They are angry because they feel so isolated and they don't have a group. And, you know, like it's interesting because I, like I think of like, um, you know, like we used to have religion as a really important part of our society that, you know, We connected with people and through our religion, and we've lost that recently. Uh, More and more, we're losing this idea of religion. We're having more people who are considered nuns, uh, n o n. They they don't associate with a religion. So the reason is because on the census they check off none when it asks what religion they are. Um, they're not. They don't wear habits. Um. But anyway, they, they don't have a place to connect with people. And so people are going to the internet to connect with people. And what they're finding is these really uh, um, extreme groups, right? Like anti-vax groups, uh, flat earthers. Um, some of them are dangerous. Some of them, are, like flat earthers aren't dangerous. But like uh, that's a group where they feel like they're connecting with like-minded people. And, and our society is severely lacking that in real life. And so we go online and we find these groups and we become part of these uh, Facebook groups or chat rooms or 8chan or 4chan or whatever it's called now, 8kun or whatever, yeah, K-U-N I think it's called now. All these weird places to find people, Reddit, you know, like to find people who are like-minded. Clubhouse is now another uh, app that people are going to to feel connected to other people. Okay, so everybody has needs that are not being met, right? And, and all of these groups that I'm talking about, are ha- these people have needs that are not being met. Um, and obviously the government can't fix that problem. But, you know, like that, This is a very deep problem in our society. But the, the important thing is you don't actually need to fix the problem. Like, that's why empathy is such an important step. Because oftentimes, if you just listen to them, these people feel like they're not being listened to. And they feel like they're out of control in their lives. And if you empathize with them, all of a sudden, they're like, why am I in this group? This is stupid. <laughs> you know, like the guy with the tattoos on his face. You know, like, I don't, I've, I don't remember exactly why he left. But a lot of people leave white supremacy groups on their own once they realize that this is nonsense. And, you know, and they find other people that they can connect with and they don't need this anymore. And they realize it's not good for their lives. Uh, Daryl... Oh, no, I'm going to forget his name. He's a he's a, a black blues mu- musician, and he um, goes and talks to uh, KKK members, and he makes friends with them, and then they leave. And just the fact that he's friends with them, they, they, they can't reconcile how they're friends with a black guy that they really like and he's really nice, and they're in the KKK. So they end up leaving the KKK. It's an amazing uh, documentary. I'll link it in the YouTube video, but I forget what it's called. Oh Man, I wish I didn't forget that. Daryl Davis is his name. Look up Daryl Davis. He's amazing. He does a TED Talk. Okay, um, so the second step uh, is concerns. So putting both concerns. Now, a lot of times what the government does is dismisses people's concerns and does not treat them with the respect that they need. And this goes for like both sides of the political spectrum, right? So I think this is really important. You know, Indigenous people are, feel not listened to. They feel isolated. They feel lonely. Um, and that's why in a lot of those communities, they turn to alcohol and drugs and things like that is because they feel isolated, lonely, and all those things. And when I, when I listen to Indigenous people talk about, like, say the, say the, the pipeline, that it's kind of debated now. Uh, whether it should be put in. Like, indigenous people are debating about it. And I think the mo- most important thing that they want is to be listened to, that the government would actually consult them and listen to them and take into consideration. And it doesn't mean you have to do everything they want, but if you just take into consideration what they want and you, you listen, it solves a lot of problems. Um, so indigenous uh, people of color... Um, white supremacists, anti-vaxxers—all of these people want the same thing. They want the government to listen to their concerns, because at the end of the day, I think that uh, I'm gonna—I'm gonna say that all of these groups—and maybe that's not true, but maybe it's not quite all, but almost all of these groups—they—they have real concerns about their life and—and and the way their life goes and their people or whatever. They have real, legitimate concerns about the way the world operates. You know, anti-vaxxers have a problem with big pharma. That's a real problem. Um, and we saw that in the pandemic, I think. And we're seeing it now with the suppression of ivermectin as a treatment. Um, big pharma is a big problem. And, you know, anti-vaxxers, I think, are trying to call that out. And I think they would, they, I, I don't even think they would be anti-vaxxers if you just listen to them. And listen to their concerns because you would build up trust Um, so for the most part people just want to be listened to they want to feel like their concerns are being heard doesn't this just resonate with everybody we all want to feel like our concerns are actually being listened to whether it's from a friend or um, our spouse or whatever our kids coming to us with their problems everybody just wants to be heard uh, and they don't want to be dismissed. Why is everybody dismiss everybody so easily? It really drives me crazy, because people do. They they tend to just dismiss and go, yeah, whatever. Like or or they come up with a really easy solution, and that's our whole government does that about everything. Easy answers, you know. Um, you know, getting rid of Aunt Jemima on. The syrup bottle. That's an easy answer. That's an easy way, or canceling Canada Day, which you know is uh, what's happening with about the uh, indigenous mass graves. That's not a solution. That's an easy answer that doesn't actually fix the real issue. both both those things. Um, and so real solutions are more complicated and more nuanced, and we're we're we've been content with easy answers from the government. Uh don't want to say anything else um yeah i I think that's it. I think we just I think we all know that we've had experiences in our lives where we just wanted to be heard, we wanted somebody to listen to us. My friend was telling me a story about Chopper's drug mart, and he was in there, and the supervisor yelled at this younger kid who was obviously new, and uh he called um like the customer service and eventually got a hold of somebody and they listened to his concern and they, they say, you yeah, know, like we've had problems like this in the past with this person, blah, 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 whatever. And like, they were like, they were like, the first question they asked was what compensation do you want? And he was like, I don't want compensation. This is, I'm calling because this kid was like harassed by the supervisor and he shouldn't have been. Um, and it's about the principle of it. Right. And, uh, you know, because compensation is another easy answer. When when I used to work at Naples Pizza, people would come in and complain about their pizza, and then we would just give up free pops, free two liters of pop, um, you know, because that was an easy way to get them to shut up. <laughs> like, really, that's what it was. And so we're we're obsessed with easy answers. We don't actually want to fix real issues. And so these issues keep growing and growing and growing, you know underground you know you can tell people to not be racist but underground they're still going to be racist so just because you ban certain words or or certain ideas or not even ideas but you you say like you can't say that on twitter or whatever you're not actually fixing the real problem which is that these people have real concerns and uh they're they're not being heard And, and that's really what it comes down to okay let's move on to solutions um uh so the the important part about solutions, right, is that we let the less powerful people come up with the solutions. So in this case it's like anti vaxxers. What's your solution? Right? So we both put our concern on the table, right? Anti vaxxers, maybe their concern is like I didn't really talk about concerns that much. Maybe their concern is like, um, they just want the freedom to choose whether they get vaxxed or not. They don't want it to be forced on them and they feel like it's forced. And the government wants people to be safe, right? They want people to uh, not get this disease, right? Like, let's say, smallpox or whatever. Um, so, you know, if anti-vaxxers can come up with a, a way to solve both those problems, then there's no more problem. The problem's gone. Um, and, and if they, they were able to come up with the solution themselves, the thing is, is the reason that this is so important that the weaker, less powerful party comes up with a solution is that they're more likely to actually go with it and follow it. And that's what you want as, as the more powerful person, as the teacher, or the parent, right? If a kid um, comes up with a solution, they're more likely to actually do it. And then it solves your problem, right? Cause you put your concern on the table. They came up with a solution that solved your concern game over, right? They're more, if they're more likely to follow it, that's great. You know, you might not get to feel like Mr. Tough guy, like Joe Biden, You know threatening his whole country with nukes you know I'm sure he feels real tough but like you know that's not really the point the point is that you want these people are part of your country and you need to uh, take their concerns seriously listen to them so that and then let them come up with the, the solution that solves your concern too which you know for the government oftentimes is safety how do we keep people safe right and, like, I did another podcast on, like, you know, freedom and safety and how much freedom versus how much safety. I think that's a big question. But at the end of the day, the government wants people to be as safe as possible. And uh, the people usually want to be as free as possible. So we have to find a balance that works for, you know, uh, it's not going to work for everybody, but for as many people as possible. Um, you know, so they're more likely to... To follow it if you, they come up with it themselves. So if anti vaxxers come up with a solution and they follow it, then your problem's solved, right? If 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 it solves your concern, which is what you want, problem solved. And so this is tough because anti vaxxers aren't a organized group with a leader that can speak on their behalf or anything. So it's tough. Um but I think I think especially with something like anti vaxx. Uh, I think just listening to people is the most important thing. And, and if we just did the first step, just go to the empathy step, right? Just listen to indigenous people. Just listen to people of color. Just listen to white supremacists. What, listen to all these people and hear their concerns for real and take them seriously and don't dismiss them. And I think a lot of problems would just naturally go away. And if they don't, then we can move to the next steps and figure out how do we solve some of these problems. You know, like, uh, and, you know, again, it's tough because it is on a bigger level. But I think that the philosophy would work. And what I see is people just dismissing things. I see people doing exactly what I see teachers and parents and other adults do to kids all the time, which is dismiss their concerns And not listen to them. And uh, really they're ignoring them. And it's heartbreaking to see with kids. I think it's even more heartbreaking to see on a societal level. Because we don't even understand what this would look like. I sound like I'm talking about like some magic that's not even real. Because this is such a ridiculous idea. But I think that this is one of the best ways to have a better society. Anyway, that's all i got to say. Um yeah thank you so much for listening to uh the underground the podcast where we talk about the world and how weird and crazy and messed up it is um i'm your host duncan michael mcpherson please like this podcast on social media uh share it subscribe on youtube uh yeah i I like doing these podcasts so please uh give me feedback i want feedback from people i want to i want to hear your comments on youtube uh or on facebook or whatever like Just let me know if you like it, if you think anything should be different. If I said anything wrong that maybe I should correct next time. Um, Yeah, let me know. And uh, God bless everybody. Bye.